I just about sneezed into this microphone just now. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the cover band, the podcast for cover band musicians and bandleaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. It was like the worst timing of all time. To have to sneeze into the microphone. Yes. I, uh, I showed restraint because I'm a professional and, you know, that's the kind of show that we do. Sneezeless. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important, we're just important not those, thing. We're just not those kind of people. That's yeah, all. Yeah. You know, if you have sneezing in your show, you have to check a little box at Apple. It's not great. So. Yeah. It's, it's not, uh, it's not ideal, um, for broadcasting purposes. Uh, how's it going, man? You know, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, got some updates on some things I did this week, but, uh, you know, and yet another week that's just like every other, pretty much, aside from a couple standout things. How about you? Uh, same. Same. <laughs> it's kind of hard to not be the same. Like, for something to be extraordinarily different week to week at a time like this is very, very challenging. It is. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Well, well you I- know what's not, you know what's not tough? What's that? Leaving a review for the podcast. Not tough. And by the way, well segued, my friend. That was nice. Thank you very much. You know, the easiest way for you to be featured on this show uh, is to leave a review. You can do that on the podcast platform of your choice. Or if you're a nerd and listen on Spotify where they don't allow reviews, you can just leave a review for us on Facebook itself. Uh, Here's one of those. This is from uh, Erwin Fletcher from uh, late last year. It says, I discovered the Cover Band Confidential Podcast at the beginning of December and just this very second. Two months later, I've caught up on all episodes. I've learned so much from this podcast. It has reinforced a lot of the things I've been doing well and made me think about things that I could improve. Uh, I've been recommending this podcast to all of my friends in the industry as well as my bandmates, and I would recommend this to anyone reading that hasn't dug deep into the previous episodes. Keep up the great work. So big thanks to Erwin. Thank you, Erwin. Yeah. Great review. And, uh, you know, we haven't gotten any nasty ones, so that's nice, too. I'm not sure it becomes suddenly sufferable, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, you know, you know, we haven't, there's not a, we, there's not a governing body on that. So, you know, the jury's still out. Yeah, no, well, no, it's not. No, the world has decided that, that, that ship has sailed. It's all good. <laughs> but there's been lots of good things. True. True. So true, 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 let, true. let's talk about two good things that have happened this week or that are coming down the pipe for the podcast. Um, first of all, uh, if uh, if you are subscribed to the face, I'm sorry, the YouTube channel. Uh, last week we released a video about the RF Venue Distro Four uh, that I installed into my band's front of house rack. Uh, yesterday, RF Venue shared that video hey. on their social media. Cool. And I got a very nice email from their um, you know client relations person and said uh, we're going to send you some stuff. So Sweet. you know, might get a. Might get some get a swag pack or something, so that's always cool. Love that. Uh, I've officially become an influencer, so you guys can just you know suck it. Uh, just give a big middle finger to all my haters out there. That's right. Because uh, that's what I think. That's how you do that. It's that sure. does seem to be the pattern. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, next week, a week from today, we are going to be doing our interview with the one and only Jennifer Batten. It's very exciting. Uh, I've been like totally geeking out on uh, on her YouTube channel and like reading articles and stuff to make sure that like it's not just the same old rehashed mm-hmm. questions she gets all the time. And hopefully, uh, you know, we get to come at it from a unique angle. If there's anything in the world that you have ever wanted to ask a top notch touring sideman guitar player, 
let us know. Yeah. Email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com, and uh, we will pass it along to Jennifer Batten next week. For anyone who missed the announcement last week, you know who she is, is um, uh, she toured with Michael Jackson. She toured with Steve Vai. She's um, she's a real deal. She's, yeah, Jeff Beck too? Jeff Beck, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so um, um, she's, um, yeah, jo- joining us to talk about her current project and um, what it was like to do all those things, and yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, she's got a... Um, she does this uh, this online event called the Cloud Guitar Symposium, uh, and they do re- these regular standing events. They're doing one coming up um, about what it takes to get gigs like that. And you know, from our standpoint, that makes perfect sense to to talk about because you know the kind of way the way that you would approach uh, getting a gig like being the guitar player for Michael Jackson's World Tour is the same way that you should be approaching learning tunes for uh, for your cover band. And um, she's going to be on there with uh, guitarists like Pete Thorne, who we all know from his YouTube channel and from playing with a couple of singer-songwriters. You probably never heard of them. Uh, Chris Cornell and yeah. you know, Don Henley. No big deal. No big deal. But mostly from you know from, from YouTube. Yeah, his, his gear videos are great. Like really, no, they, legitimately they, great. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. So yeah, that, those, are, those are both very exciting things that... Um, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Me too. And uh, we've got a uh, we've got a video dropping on YouTube tomorrow, uh, which is a portion of our conversation with uh, Mike Schulte, uh, referring to social media, primarily TikTok. Though that was the the bulk of that conversation, but it's a lot of fun. I need to do my follow up piece on that, um, and I'll do it right now. I still don't get TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I haven't posted anything on it cause I don't know what to post. It, it, it appears to me that TikTok is 100% for videos of hot girls all doing the same dance. There is definitely a component of that. That's essentially what I've seen. And I've, and then I followed you and I saw your things, but seeing your things didn't put content like yours into my page. It's just still the same girls doing the same dances. Um, and uh, and I have no idea what I would post not being a girl doing a same dance. I have nothing to contribute to the conversation, it feels like. So I'm, I'm not bailing. Um, I, I'm taking the case that there's something for me to learn here that I could uh, uh, derive some value from, but I don't get it. I officially, as of now, don't get it. Yeah, I you know we had talked about it. it. It took me a while to kind of get it figured out. And, and I, it really, it, you, you do have to kind of like grit your teeth and like, just open the app up even when you don't feel like it and just kind of like see what pops up. So that is, that is a completely valid response. Like I said, I I think I, I installed it on my phone in like May or June and didn't even start really taking it seriously until maybe like two months ago. Yeah. I can say I'm not bailing yet. Um, We'll see. We'll see if it turns into something worthwhile for me. I don't know. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Yeah. I will also follow up. Um, last week I talked about the live stream I was doing first one since August. Uh, that was kind of a physic physical experiment to see how, how much show I could do. Yeah. How, how did that my, go? How my, my body did afterwards. I've been dealing with tendonitis in my right elbow and it's been pretty rough. Um, it went okay. It went okay. I, I did my whole show. I did an hour and a half. Um, and a lot of my usual people show up, you know, you know, you have those, those people who, um, they started as fans and now they're friends. And 
I don't know. I have a few people who like when I'm performing, if they're, if they're not in the room, if they haven't come to see me, like, I just don't know who I am. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> there's so much a part of what my, my show is about. Um, so they were all there on the stream and a bunch of other people. And I was there. You were there for, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few people from, from, uh, CBC were there. Um, anyway, I finished up, uh, I stuck my elbow, did my whole stretching and vitamin and ice routine and woke up in the morning knowing I had done something, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was pretty, okay. pretty manageable afterwards. So I will probably go again on that possibly this weekend. If not, if not, it'll be weekend after. Um, but that is, that is reassuring. Now I will say an hour and a half of, cause I do, I live stream standing. Yeah. Cause it's just how I perform. Um, I noticed it in terms of just raw stamina vocally, mm-hmm. you know, if I was physically tired at the end of it in the way that like, a year ago, 90 minutes of playing would have felt like nothing and it did not feel like nothing, right? So I got some rebuilding to do in terms of my, just the chops. Um, sure. So I'll be doing more of this live streaming to sort of work toward that and, uh, you know, but it was great. It was great to be back out there. Felt like performing to, to whatever extent live streaming does. And uh, yeah, it was very fun. Fantastic. Yeah. I, it sounded great. Thank you. Looks good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it all came together. I will say, Facebook has added some stuff since yeah. I last live streamed. There's now this um, graphics piece in the Facebook streaming stuff. I don't know if you've looked at any of that, Adam, but I haven't. Um, well, they now can. So, those of us who stream, many of us use an application called OBS. We're streaming it to live to Facebook on OBS right now. Um, inside Facebook Live's control center, you can get a URL to put a browser overlay in OBS. And then you can approve comments that it will render into your OBS window. So you can actually. Oh, so like, so like Streamlabs. Was, just like Streamlabs doing. is doing. Exactly. That's cool. Exactly. That's Same thing. Super cool. So, and, and, you know, you can build lower thirds and all kinds of other graphics things that Facebook then is driving the content of into your live stream back to Facebook. Um, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. There were some quizzes and surveys and all kinds of stuff they built in. So and it really has evolved since I was last playing with it. And, uh, so it's a nice touch. It's a very nice touch. Very cool. Yeah. Well, um, no performances on the uh, horizon for me. Uh, we've got a couple of things in like October that are kind of milling about some weddings that uh, are kind of in the mix. And then we have some others, like we're trying to spin some things up and we can talk about that once we kind of get in the meat of the, uh, of the conversation. But yeah, other than that, um, we did decide to do a refi uh, to get some cash out and finish the basement. Excellent. So that is uh, that is currently an underwriting, and um, hopefully starting on that, you know, within the next couple of weeks, um, have it ready and finished by the end of the summer would be my hope. Uh, and some other stuff that we're just trying to, you know, improve on the house and, um, you know, whether the, you know job prospects change or whatever i'll have a finished space office down here that i can you know get stuff done on yeah awesome and if that doesn't happen then i'll just have a finished space to do this exactly which is also good yeah 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 you'll probably still do practice down there once you're in practicing yep. again yeah and, and it'll it'll just be nicer cool it won't be so janky yeah less jank as they say yeah you'll have to add a beer fridge uh, no, 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 no. That's not necessary. It's right there. <laughs> Good to know. That's important. Maybe I can, you know, I could put a kegerator down here. Like it's some built-ins That's or a something. That's a thought. That's a thought. 
I've got this, I've got this amazing ta beer tap that I, I, I can't use. Um, my artist relations guy from orange got me a, uh, it is a beer tap, uh, that is a stack of orange cabs with Paps blue ribbon logos in the, wow. the wicker of the cab. Uh. Um, and I've, I've been sitting on it for years and have never gotten to use it. So maybe, maybe that's a part of that process, that project. Very cool. That would be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got as far as catch up and housekeeping and all of that good stuff. So yeah. why don't we, let's shift gears. Let's do it. Let's have, let's have a conversation. We can keep it light and we can keep it short and let's, let's get, give the people what they want. Let's do it. All right. All right. Here we go. So I want to talk about two things. One of them being a dream that I had and the other one being a podcast that I listened to this morning. And I'll start with the podcast and then kind of circle back because I think the dream and the podcast kind of like help each other. They, they kind of tell both sides to a story. Um, so this morning uh, when I was out for my jog, I uh, the latest episode of WTF, which is Mark Merritt's podcast for anybody who doesn't follow him. Um, he does. He's, he's a great interviewer. And uh, this week he was interviewing Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and if you haven't heard from Jake Gyllenhaal in a while, he has done, he's basically like, he hasn't stopped doing movies, but he's basically just decided like, I like musical theater more than I like anything else. And I just want to do Broadway and I want to, I want to act and I want to produce on Broadway cool. and live theater is what gives me, you know, the most energy. He's nominated for three Tonys this year, um, which is pretty incredible. Uh, one for acting and two for producing. Um, and he was talking about um, just experiences around performing live and, and being in being in live theater and the emotional component and the intimacy component and i'm just, and i'm like listening to this outside the weather's whatever and like i'm welling up just hearing him talk about mm. the emotional component of performing live yeah and it was like this snap realization that i was like anybody who's listened to this podcast have, has heard me say over the past you know, six months to a year that I was like, you know, I don't know if I need this as much as I think I do. Mm. And, um, that realization this morning was a very clear indication that that is not true. Gotcha. Um, the flip side of that is that I had a dream last night where, uh, it was one of those, like I showed up to school in my underwear things, but in this case it was, uh, it was a church gig in big church and I hadn't learned the songs. Hmm. And um, and the the head guy of our church, who was like, you know, in that world, a, a celebrity and a person that I've worked with is uh, was there and was like looking at me, wondering why I didn't know the songs. And that was the whole thing. And then I had to get in an elevator with all the musicians and none of us had masks on. <laughs> and that was also a problem. So <laughs> I think that sells two sides of the same coin. Yeah. That. Man, emotionally, this is something that I really feel like I need to feel like a whole person. But there are many things about doing this kind of work that still give me an extraordinary amount of anxiety that I'm not necessarily prepared to jump back into right away. Right. I think that's I think that's what that that's that's at least what it feels like to me. Right. 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 I mean, there's there's I think if we didn't acknowledge some ambivalence at this moment um, of pending reopening. Um, you know, obviously nothing in my life is quite the same as playing live music. It's, it's, um, 
I mean, we all know, we all know what that, what that is. I don't even, I don't even have the words, right? Um, but at the same time, there certainly was, as everything was closing down, I had to, I have to admit there was a little bit of, with each one that went away, there was a little bit like, well, I don't have to worry about that. You know, the, what well, you know, I, I will admit it's the thought like, I'm actually kind of relieved I don't have to gig tonight. Yeah. It's this weird, morbid yeah. relief. Yeah. 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 But you feel, you feel guilty for feeling that way. Yes. Yeah. You shouldn't feel that way, but you, but you do. It's, it's, you know, like a, especially where I was coming into this time last year when I was gigging, you know, I was doing the weekly acoustic karaoke thing and then adding on the duo and the band stuff. And, you know, it got to be six, seven, maybe eight gigs a week, a month rather. And, um, that was just, it was, it was a lot. And, and it, um, would I go back to that now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I absolutely would. Yes, I would. But, uh, but I, but I don't deny like looking at what it would take to stand all that up, especially, you know, now that I'm confronting like just physically what it's going to take to get back, you know, to, to where I was. Um, yeah, it's, it's a climb. It is. I've got a couple of weird, you know, thoughts around that. You know, you were joking about the, uh, the, the, the vaccine cue and, (laughs) and how your, uh, your emotional coping mechanisms might actually, uh, bump you up the, uh, priority list. I'm bumped. You know, here's, here's the reality of this is I have lived, uh, my entire life, um, at or near, but not ever very far from the line of normal health, normal weight and overweight. Sometimes for years under it, sometimes for years over it, but like never very far from that. And in 2020, I'm over that. I've been eating my feelings all year long. And, um, and so as I was looking at what the categories are for vaccine groups, um, overweight or obese was like one of the things that put you in group four instead of group five. Instead, also have smoked over a hundred cigarettes at any time in your life, which I have. Um, so um, I, I, I definitely am a group four kind of person, which by the way, in North Carolina is going to start on March 24th. So that's okay. like 20 days from now. So, um, I, I have the website to book the appointment bookmarked. I'm like yeah. ready to go. Right. Um, and, and for anybody who's doing the math, if, if you need to get onto that list, a hundred cigarettes is five packs of cigarettes. You could get through that between now and March 24th you know, pretty easily. I don't recommend it. If you're not a smoker, don't try that. <laughs> also, don't eat your way into obesity. That's also not necessary. Um, it might be harder to do in 20 days, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends what you eat, I guess. Um, right. But, um, or and where you're starting. Sure. Um, point is, like, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, I, I, I told the truth about myself on that, <laughs> on that form. And that form put me in, uh, fourth, fourth group, which is, uh, which is good. And frankly, if you look around North Carolina, I don't know how it is in Atlanta, but, um, uh, that one checkbox overweight or obese is going to put a substantial percentage of our population into category four instead of category five. So there was a, a report, uh, that came out today about how, how good of a job our state has been handling things. And it, it, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, now Amber's line of work puts her in the one B category, okay. uh, because she's in a financial tech mm. industry yeah. uh, that has to happen. So she she is uh, considered a an essential worker. Um, I don't know what that means for for you know me and 
our family. Right. Um, but I also don't discount the fact that um, spreading out the vaccination schedule between two parents is probably not a bad thing in case, you know, that second one has, uh, has been known to put people through a loop. So, yeah. Uh, us not necessarily being on the same schedule may not be a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Also, just a quick shout out to my uh, my co-front man, Justin, in the Clanky Lincolns. His whole family has COVID right now. So um, I guess all but the nine-year-old uh, so far have tested positive. And the nine-year-old is hiding in his room. Like, he's not coming out. <laughs> Jackson. I can't imagine. Kid. Um yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty rough over there, but we're 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 texting him. He's in good spirits, so much love for that that way. Yeah, my my father in law is also uh, in the middle of that whole situation. He got tested again, I think, end of last week. Still still positive, um, but no super heavy symptoms, which is a good thing. Yeah, and uh, we're just hoping that uh, things kind of stay the way that they are, and then he you know gets better. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, good, good. But, you know, talking about, you know, getting on vaccination schedules and things changing, you know, a lot of, a couple of states uh, just lifted their mask ban and are going back to full capacity everything. And regardless of how you feel about that, you know, people in our industry are going to start yeah. going back out there yeah. and the opportunities are presenting themselves. And, you know, I can say for sure in our market, that uh, a lot of talk is happening and a lot of plans are being made and a lot of deals are being talked about. And, you know, we are in the mix, we're in the mix for those, for those things uh, because we, we have the, you know, the, the resources and we have the ability to do them. Uh, and it's just, for us, it's just a matter of, you know, whether we're willing to pull the trigger or not. Right. So, right. Um, so we're, we're, everybody who is listening to this now needs to kind of figure out what their what their their reentry plan is going to be? Yeah, and we've been we've been talking about that for well a year now, but um, it's just gotten serious. It's actually just gotten real. So, um, you know, I got an email from um, my guy at Odin Brewing where I played with the, uh, the duo a bunch of times. Um, that contains every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday date until the end of this year, and I know he sent it out to like 30, 30 performers. Yeah, and you know, so now it's land grab for the dates you can take, and you know, that's where we're at. We're we're scheduling yeah. stuff again. It's uh, we can we can now. <laughs> we, it may still be hubris, but we think we can plan stuff now. So, um, so it's it's gotten real, and we got to start thinking about um, how to not just. Um, I mean, because we've said it all along. This is not just an opportunity to persevere and endure, but there is the opportunity for the, for the bands that take it to come out of this stronger, to actually thrive. Yeah. And, um, and now's the time for that rubber to hit the road. Yeah. I mean, so we've been talking a lot about the fact that, well, okay, you have the choice during all of this downtime with whether you're going to continue to pursue this line of work or if it's just time and you're going to pack it up. Now we're all still here. If you're listening to this, you know, you're, you're still in it. And so you've got a very unique opportunity and you've also got a very specific set of decisions you need to make, uh, within the next, I would say couple of weeks, if I'm being honest, Yeah. yeah. you know, if you, if you wait too long, if you hesitate, you're, you're, you may run, you may not 
you may run out of options. Or yeah, I mean, I think I think the, might pass you by. The risk is that you'd be starting from you'd be start you'd be starting colder. You'd be starting much colder. I think than right. You know, so it, you're not you're not necessarily like out, but you're not going to necessarily you won't have the momentum behind you right. that you could have. Right. 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 Some some degree of having gone dark for the last year is understandable up to a certain point. And then after that, you, you know, you, you're just pushing the momentum from scratch, which is, we've all done it. Every project starts there. Um, so it's not the end of the world, but if you want to come into this with anything like the momentum you had a year ago, the time's coming when it's going to be now. Yep. Absolutely. So what actions do you take then? Yeah. So, uh, I can talk about what we've done so far. Yeah. Uh, if you are in the Facebook group, uh, you would have seen a video that I posted. Uh, it was yesterday, I think. I have had promo video for this Trio configuration for, at this point, over a year. It's something that I have been toying with and and wanting to do, but didn't feel like I had... I didn't have my ducks in a row. Mm. And we all talk a mean game about the things we're going to do while we're doing other things. <laughs> and the fact of the matter was that I didn't do them. There were other more pertinent projects in front of it. And so I decided that if I'm going to get any momentum, then I, I need to put something in motion regardless of whether or not it meets the standard that I have set for myself for this project. So what I decided to do is I took just the raw footage, which is just room audio with, I mean, good footage. Yeah. They were good cameras, you know, angles were good. Lighting was good. Um, and I just put it together. I put an, I put a 60 second promo together. Cause again, you don't need more than that. Really, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of a couple of songs is really all you need. And, um, I put it out and I sent out, uh, I sent out that project uh in our in the email on our mailing list and just was ready to be like okay let's just see what happens and i i had to get over the fact that it wasn't it wasn't perfect was it the audio mainly that that ate at you mm-hmm. yeah and it's it not bad that, you know, that it, i was like it could be it could be better yeah i mean it's it it shows fine performances per- perfectly good performances the that uh, sounds like it's a room because it is yep you know, it's not a board mix, but it's not trying to be. Um, and it conveys the energy that you put into a room. I think it does that just great. So, you know, there you go. And there wasn't necessarily anything to fix. Like the vocals were in pitch and the harmonies were fine. And, you know, the the room mix was good. It just didn't sound as good as it could sound. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you if you don't have the time to put into the project and, and you could be getting business on top of that, then just do it. Yep. Just put it out. Yep. And we've, that's what I did. We've, we've called out the development concept before, you know, pro- project manager notion that shipping is a feature. Yeah. Right. Getting it out the door in some state is really, um, if you're not focused on that, there's no point to doing any of it. And if you're not in the, you know, agile software development project management world, uh, another way to say that is perfect is the enemy of good. Yep. Or good enough. Yep. So if you are sitting on a project and you're worried that it's not going to be good enough, just, I would say, get over it, put it out, (laughs) let the market kind of decide that. I am a much harsher critic 
than any single client I've ever had. For sure. Uh, regardless of how much they have paid us to do a project, uh, no one will think that my project is as garbage as I do. That's right. That's right. That's right. They're not staying up all night grieving over how it went. That doesn't happen. They don't even remember. Right. They don't know. They don't. They don't know who, what my name is. <laughs> they don't care what what I was wearing. They don't care what songs, you know, seven through twenty two were. They just know that "Don't Stop Believing" was the last song, and man, we had fun. Yep. And if you can get if you can get it to that point, that's really the what matters. Yeah. And you know we we have made an entire podcast and community and YouTube channel about digging into the details. But the fact of the matter is, is that your clients don't care about any of this stuff. The only people who care about this stuff are, are, are you and me. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say the details don't matter. The sum of all the details leaves them with the impression they're left with, but they're not going to, they don't think about the details. No, yeah. they're, they're looking at, they're looking at the, 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 the product in front of them. Yeah, which is the sum of all those details you sweated, right? But they're not going right. to be left with, oh, you know, their song choice in, you know, slot number nine was, I wouldn't have gone with Santeria. It would have been. Yeah, I don't know if they should have, you know, increased the BPM by five on that one song. Really? It ruined my night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know? That's right. I couldn't dance to it in quite exactly the way I danced to the album. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I've already gotten multiple emails, got inquiries out asking for pricing. Very so, good. Very good. All right. And I'll say this. Another thing that I'm considering doing, putting onto the agency site is just flat pricing. If okay. I'm being honest. Yeah. You know, at this point, we've got the ability to do solo artist, duo, trio, quartet, whatever five piece is called, six piece. And I could realistically go, if you want this band, here's the prices. Yeah. $500 to $3,000. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And maybe that's easier. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that makes it clear enough to people that they can or can't afford you. Well, and it simplifies it for you. You have to do a lot less thinking to respond to every inquiry. Yeah. It's not like the black magic. It's like, well, if we do this and we can tell them it's this and then. You know, maybe we, we come in at 25 and then right. if they say they can only do two, then we can say, well, we can adjust the lineup and then not adjust the lineup. And, you know, right. all, the, all of the back channel negotiations that yeah. are happening, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the sort of the, the, the CarMax version of like, you know, your pricing is not an opening bid. It's just the price. So mm -hmm. th there you go. I like it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that's that's the way to go. Yeah. If if uh, if your band does that, let us know. Uh, email us confidential at gmail.com. I'd love to Please. know how pricing works for you guys. Yeah. You know, we're typically in the two thousand to three thousand dollar range. Uh, we'll go as high as five, uh, depending on the client. But um, you know, for us, it is kind of an arbitrary decision on how much we charge. Uh, and maybe a flat fee is easier to uh, to get business locked in with. Maybe. So. Maybe, maybe it seems less mysterious, more, more, uh, accessible. It's, I mean, I've bought my last few cars at CarMax for exactly that reason. Like I just, I know what I'm going to be paying. There's no politics or strategery to be dealt with, with the salesperson. Right. Like it's just simple. So yeah. 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 Something to think about. Yeah. Have any other nuggets of wisdom? <sighs> well, um, in our conversation with Mike Shelty on the chat this week, the, 
Um, he, he's been doing some rabble rousing about, um, uh, promotion, promotion and, uh, bands who feel like the bar should be the ones promoting and how dare you ask me to promote. And, um, I do hope that our audience knows better than to feel that way, but to be clear, promotion is everyone's job. Um, and the best, you know, for, for me, the best outcome of a, of a night at a bar is that, um, my followers came and they're going to become regulars at the bar, some of them, and the regulars at the bar were there and they're going to become followers of mine, some of them. And we all, we all benefit from having been there. And that takes my bringing in my followers and maybe, you know, another handful to like very large handful, if I can, of people who would come out for it. Um, yeah. And that's on me because the band, the bar doesn't know those people. So, um, so I got to do that job and, and, um, we don't have to have this opportunity to rethink how to do that. Right. Maybe making a Facebook event and sailing it out into the ether isn't the whole thing to do. Maybe there's more, right? Well, and, and there's, there's good arguments on both sides of it. I understand that people say, well, you know, it is their business and they are hiring us. So there's a bit of an onus on them. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you go out there, you you spank the planks and you you promote the crap out of that show and a bunch of people show up, that's more money in your pocket, that's more money in their pocket, that's repeat business, which again is more money in your pocket, gives you the, uh, you know, the ability to negotiate higher rates, you know, it gives you the, the ability to do lots and lots of things. So it should be, you know, your ultimate priority to get people in the door. Um, my... You know, in in the talk, I actually wanted to pull it up because I felt like it, it kind of sums it up well. Uh, I wrote, I think ultimately the band holds the onus, but a venue that curates their bands with good with a good promotion apparatus is ultimately the perfect partner. Sure. Sure. But partner. It's not like it's on them. Yes, yeah. it is a it is a it is a co-part. It is a partnership. It yeah. is, you know, you no, are yeah, cooperating a ve- a for a common a, good. A venue with a quality music program is a very valuable relationship to have for sure. But, yep. you know, I think for me at the end of the day, you are building a brand and a brand has to have people to interact with, or it's a tree falling in the forest with no one to hear it. Yep. So, you know, you got to get out there and engage or else you're not, n- none of what you're attempting to do has an audience at all. It's absolutely true. Might as well not leave the practice room. Well, and, and, you know, when Mike was getting all fired up, I, I did, that was my, uh, which is fun, by the I, way. It's fun to watch Mike get fired up. Yes. I, I, I pushed back on the, uh, the well, people should do what we do. And I was like, that may not be what those people necessarily want. You know, this is the man cave ban argument where, um, you know, maybe maybe they just wanted a poker night that, you know, involved guitars. Right. And so they don't, they don't want to ha- get to play the Paramount Theater and sell out, you know, a 3,000 cap venue um, and make the kind of money that the pork tornadoes makes for sure. For sure. Although if you're going to, if that's what it's going to be about for you, why inflict that on a bar, on a bar audience? Right. Well, and, and, and Mike's, you know, push back to that, which I think is completely valid is, is it that they don't want it or they can't visualize it? Well, I think that's certainly a, a part of it too. You know, if you said, to, said to me, Dan, all right, you got 10 years cause they've had 10 years. Yeah. Get the Lincolns to where the pork tornadoes are. I honestly wouldn't have a clear picture of here to there, but I might have actions I'd take today. Sure. Right. And then tomorrow, I hope I would have actions I'd take tomorrow. How to, you know, strategize that so that it ends up in a predictable line where they are. That's hard to, that's hard to imagine. Um, Sure. But that doesn't mean there's nothing 
you know, I can think of that would make tomorrow a better day than today was in terms of those things. So, you know, and that's all anyone's saying. It's not like go flip a switch and be that size because that's impossible. That's not what they did. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to say, I actually don't want to say that's impossible. Maybe it's possible. I don't even know, but I for sure don't know how to do that. Listen, Dan, (laughs) whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That is, that is accurate. So I, I think, like I said, valid points on both sides. Um, I would say that if you have been sitting in your basement for the past year and you're dying to get out there, it is probably in your best interest to make sure that people show up to your shows. Yeah. And you know what? When all of you, when everybody gets their Fauci ouchie and we're all out there, it may not even matter. Like people will just want to go out because they haven't been out and you know, Absolutely. It'll be like fish in a barrel Absolutely. For, for, for bands in, in live music venues Absolutely. for the next you know year few years. Look, all, for sure all those people who, you know, the ones I mentioned before who run my, my live stream who just, you know, I love them so much. They just, they, sh- they turn up to anything I do. Um, they're going to turn up to anything I do, right? Yeah, that was true before, but it's even more true now. Like they're hungry for it. The, the stuff I've done, the acoustic things I've done since then, to some extent, they've been showing their heads. Um. So I think we, I think we all have those sort of embedded, um, you, you said fish in a barrel. I'm not, they're, they're, they're more like dedicated fans and friends than fish, but (laughs) in a barrel, in in a barrel. Yeah. 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 Easy to shoot. I'm not going to shoot them. The point though is that we have that and then it's all about growing it. It's just all about growing it. And that's not new. That's not new. We're in a new environment to do it in, but the, the game's not new. So. so guys, just think it over. You've got a couple of critical things that you need to decide within the next couple of weeks uh, to get back out there if you haven't been. Uh, so do that. And if you have any best practices, things that have been working for you, share it. Post it in the, uh, in the Facebook group or email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. We'd love to hear that. Uh, you know, let's, let's lift each other up. Let's Let's try and uh, spread the goodwill and uh, good intentions and good practices around because we could all use uh, a little shot in the arm uh, now that things are kind of turning over. So literally. Yeah. yeah. Shot in the arm. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if Fauci is, uh, is, is taken off, but I'm, I'm here for it. I no, like it. you're clearly working to make it happen. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm, I support that. I like it. Well, you got anything else to uh, to add on to this? I think I think we nailed it. I think we nailed once it. again. Once again, look here we are. It's just I, I I I don't know how we do it. We must every be, week. We, we're just we're amazing. Yeah, it's clear. Clearly. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, there are plenty of ways to support us. The easiest way is to when you're listening to this podcast on your phone, just take a little screenshot. Post it on Instagram. Tag us. Tag the show. If uh, if you're listening to the Jennifer Batten interview next week, tag her. Uh, it's it. You know, none of the podcast platforms give us uh, a fair shake as far as uh, sharing and uh, promoting us. So those kinds of things are super super important. And if you would like to support us in any other way, you can do the things that Dan's about to mention here. So with that said, I'll go ahead and call it for this week from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson from Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Coverman Confidential Podcast, episode 144. Have a great week.
Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com. <laughs>